No. No heckin' way. No clicking. Dude, did you ever watch the uh, Hot Ones with Shia LaBeouf? Dude, yeah. It's, it's one the of my, best one. One of my favorites. The best it's one I've so, ever watched. I think so it is good. my favorite. Oh, man. I dude, loved it. Shia LaBeouf is such an interesting dude. He's, Just, he's led a very... In his own words, he's not famous anymore. He has led a very interesting life. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's he's kind of... He's bringing it back, though. Like, he, he did some some weird shit and kind of maybe strayed from the path a little bit and had some problems, which he's, you know, been, and just made, made like some weird, like weird choices, like short films too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the whole do it thing or the one there's just that one of him, like in the audience watching this. Remember that one? It's literally called Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, yeah, watching a a dude's doing like a spoken word song or poem about (laughs) starts clapping for him about Shia LaBeouf, like trying to eat someone (laughs) in the woods. It's literally called Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) He's following you about 30 feet back. Shia LaBeouf. He gets all fours and crawls into a sprint. Shia LaBeouf. There's blood on his face. Wow. I didn't know you knew that much. My God. There's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Dude, that, Dude, that's one of the funniest, his, one of the funniest YouTube videos. I think it's ever. I, I love it. Yeah, it's but so his, creative. his um, fall from grace, if you want to call it that, yeah. kind of like that kind of stuff that he made goes unnoticed and underappreciated. Right, right. Some of it is truly and it's valuable. Just, it's just very obscure too. He also did that thing where he watched all the movies he's been in. Oh yeah. He did like and with like people like it was an open thing. Like there were people in the in the theater with him. Yeah. And he just streamed himself watching his movies for like didn't, uh, for like 12 hours. Didn't he have something where he like invited people to basically like come roast him or like there was something weird like yeah. that. Yeah. That was that was the whole like I'm not famous anymore yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, because like, he, he showed up like to a, that awards show with a paper bag over his yeah. head that just said I'm not famous anymore. So I think that was like part of like he did like an art piece where he like sat in a room with that on his head and people could like come in and like yeah just yeah. trash talk him or something. Very very strange, but yeah. also like he had so much success early in his career with he did with holes yeah with, with Disturbia with, with well holes and um um the Disney show he was in yeah. The, mm, I don't remember it either. I can't think of it. Um, but that I mean, that's what that's what got his career started was mm-hmm. that was that Disney Channel show, and then he did Holes, which was a there Dis- was like a, a period. Film. There was just a period of like, basically ten years where he didn't really do anything noteworthy, right? Other than get right. in trouble and make weird videos. Basically, from like twenty ten to twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was like eight full years of him just. Well, and then I mean, there were the Transformers movies at the in the oh, on the front oh, half I of that. Oh, I forgot about Transformers. I'm sure he wants to as well. He seems to, he seems to not Dude, look back on those very fondly. I mean, and I don't I don't could, blame him. How could you? I mean, I mean the first Transformers. First one is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's I'd, not a good movie. But the times that I've watched fun. it over again, it's like kind of cringy. It's not yeah, good. No, like it's the, not good. And that's that's not even his fault. That's just. Yeah, and you know what Being sucks? You know what sucks to me director. is that well, he didn't write it, but dude, the the um, CGI in that movie is incredible. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and it, I wish it, it, it was it hold, not. It holds up today. I, it's a thirteen-year-old oh, movie. It still looks good today. It still looks great. I and oh, I it's so good. It's it was looking back on it, it was kind of wasted because of the films. Yeah. Because of the the writing and the right. screenplay and well, one of, so one of my one of my favorite YouTube movie guys, uh, Chris Stuckman, he, yeah. he talks about he's talked about Transformers a lot. How one of the one of the biggest reasons why the Transformers movies are so terrible is because the story's not about the Transformers. Yeah, it's about the humans, and then the Transformers just kind of run in sometimes and fight a little bit, and then they're gone, and it's back to, like, this weird drama between humans that are just kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. And why should we care about them? And then there's, like, you know, all the, all just the really weird, like, cinematography choices and just, just kind of dumb decisions character. Like, the whole thing with the humans is dumb. Mm-hmm. And it makes it hard to care about the movie because Transformers are barely... Well, and the Transformers characters themselves are kind of shallow. 
Yeah, because like they don't give them. Yeah, yeah, they don't give them time. They put to, so much work into how they looked, and don't get me wrong, it's incredible. But oh yeah, it's beautiful, man. But even then, like as the movies progress, they 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 squander so many opportunities. the the best The best way to see action is to see it unfold as if it were uncut, mm-hmm. as if you were an observer watching it happen. That's why people love John Wick so much because instead of putting the camera in the action, they pull the camera out of the action and just follow the characters as they fight each other. So you can see every move they're doing. You can see that they act like the the actors themselves put time into choreography Mm -hmm. and, and actually making a fight look real. And with Transformers, you know, as the movies go on, the camera just gets closer and closer, and it's like we're just watching metal grind metal. Like I don't yeah. even know what the hell's happening right now. That's one of the one. I mean, pro, that's actually probably my biggest critique of Transformers. I hate that the Transformers aren't characters. Mm-hmm. That does suck. But what really sucks is when you know they 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 get rid of that part. That part's over, and you get to the action. The action sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. It's horribly filmed, and it it, it just. I don't know. You know, Michael Bay had his start in kind of action-heavy, like, 90s action movies, and he just seems to not kind of follow that with Transformers. You know what a good Transformers movie is? Um, what? Bumblebee. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. It's actually it's worthwhile. Good. Yeah, it's like a... It, it was very... Um, um, ret- retro. Like, it, it felt... I mean, it takes place in the 80s. Like 1983 or 84, I think something like that. But it's just kind of a it ha- it has a lot of like Spielbergy kind of 80s nostalgia to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like it 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 was kind of like ET. There were a lot of scenes that actually felt like actual just repeats of ET. Yeah. Well, just one one in particular. If you watched it, you would know which scene I was talking about. But yeah, it it, it gave Bumblebee. Uh, it gave him a personality. It made him a character. It made him an actual integral piece of the puzzle. What they all should have been from and the beginning. What they all should have been from the beginning. Um, I really, I liked Bumblebee. Um, it was, it's the only truly good Transformers movie. It sucks because the Transformers movies were so, like that was just part of my childhood. Like I loved, Same. I loved those movies. Oh yeah. And I hate that looking back on them, I can't say that they were good. No. And unfortunately, it's one of those movies <clears throat> where, and I said this before on here, even just about something like Venom, um, something like Suicide Squad, like it deserves a remake. It like those characters deserve to have a good movie, yeah. and I don't know if we'll ever get that. I don't know that Transformers right. will be remade. Anytime Probably soon, not. I, I, which sucks because you're right. The potential, they, it has so much the, potential. Dude. So much potential, but they also wasted. Movies. How many are there? Four plus Bumblebee. Uh, there might be five plus Bumblebee because well, there have been three with Shia LaBeouf and two with Mark. Watt. So there's five. Yeah, plus Bumblebee. You're right. So, regardless of the exact number, right. they're not going to get remade anytime soon. But if they no. had, if they Probably in not. in the right hands, those could be. Very good oh, they movies could be so and such good. cool characters. Oh man! And like, it's kind of one of those things where that's one of the the Transformers are something that kind of bridge generations. Like those movies are oh, kind of yeah. what brought like us Transformers. It was mm-hmm. from those movies and from the right, you know, the toys and the merchandise that mm-hmm. were sold because of it. But mm-hmm. Transformers is something our parents had. And right, exactly. Like it Transformers just, has been around for a long time. It just deserves. Time. It deserves so much better. I agree. Than what it got. But, what it got. but Gus, this is not a Transformers. This is not video. A, th- this all to say we're we're talking about Peanut Butter Falcon today. I'm just gonna. I'm just Which going to say it. Star Shia LaBeouf. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. Outright. Okay. This was. The best movie I've seen in months, maybe in the last year combined. I loved it. I loved Dude, every little part I'm so about glad. this movie. This movie, the when I was watching it, the the best way I could think about how this movie made me feel was remember you ever like were you ever like at school in college for a long time, like three or four months, and you come home and your parents are like, We made Steak and baked potatoes and green beans. And after this, 
dad and you are going to go out back. You're starting to lose me a little bit. Smoke dude. a cigar and watch the sunset. Okay. It, it felt like that in a movie. It just, I just felt so. It was warm. Good. Yeah, it was. It, I just felt like it was. It was comforting. I felt comforted watching them. Like I just, yeah. I just felt good the whole. Like it was just such a. From the beginning, dude. It's it just was, such a, a feel good movie. But I feel like saying it's a feel good movie is a like people use that in in kind of a negative lens now. It was yeah. a it was a feel good movie that that felt good because it it was good. Yeah, it I, was a I, good. I, I movie. kind of agree with you saying it's a feel good movie, or even saying that it was heartwarming. Like mm-hmm. that sells it short because yeah. it was so much more than that. And just, I, so I guess technically this peanut butter Falcon came out in August of last year. Yeah. It, it, I can't it, think, I cannot think of a movie in that time that I enjoyed more than this movie. I can't either. I don't think there I'm was one. To think. This is, I, I'm, I'd have to look back, but I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to exaggerate. Like, I think this is the best movie I've seen in the last year. It was Dude, incredible. It was, I mean, just like you, yeah. From the start, I mean, it just—I don't know. This, it, was, a, just, this it, was a smile in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like a soft smile, not like a big grinning smile. Dude, I had a—I <laughs> had a big grinning smile a couple of times. I, I did too. Dude, the scene where, um, right at like when they're leaving the the pro wrestling guy's house. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf's all all you know pissed off and. He's like, he's not real. You know, we couldn't find him. He's not real. Mm-hmm. And he comes like drifting around yeah. in the firebird and he rolls up and he's got the paint on. <laughs> and he's like, I thought we'd get you some training. And dude, I, you like, you could slap the smile off my face. It was so freaking, I was just, oh, I was yeah. so dude, happy it was like, when that happened. It was like, <clears throat> I grew up when I was a little kid. My favorite story, my favorite books. Believe it or not, I did read books once upon a time. My favorite, my favorite books oh my God. were Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Those are really, and this, and this, this is, movie was that, that this, was like the adult version. Yes. This is the adult version of Huck Finn. This is like if the, uh, and I've heard it called that by right. other sources. I'm not going to take credit for calling it that. Right. But, but this is like if the writers, man. um, the writer, so the writers also directed the Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz. It's like if yep. they just spent a year reading Mark Twain and went, we can, we can become Mark Twain. There was even, there were some references to Mark Twain in the movie. Yes. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, um, I I don't remember exactly what was said. I think Shia LaBeouf had a line saying like, we're going to be like, we're hop on this, hop on this boat, like, like Huck Finn or something. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said, but yeah, they do reference Mark Twain at least once in the movie. Dude, you know something that I wanted to talk about? So Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz, the mm-hmm. um, directors, and they also wrote it. Right. Um, the story, and I, I've kind of just like briefly talked about this with you before, but yeah. like their their story of how they got this movie done. Mm-hmm. Um, are you like super familiar with no, it? No, not really. So they, <clears throat> these two guys, they worked like real small screen stuff. They were working in commercials as producers and just kind of some general jobs in, I guess you could call it showbiz, but it's uh, right. Smaller like small, stuff. smaller stuff. Um, right, right. They at one point were like basically homeless. There was like no way they were going to get this done. They were yeah. living in a tent, like barely eating anything. They had no way to make this movie happen. Right. Um, and they came across a social media post by Josh Brolin mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. And he basically said something about like, I want to start giving back. And I, I don't know exactly what the post was. Um, this right. is based off of kind of a story I read about them. Yeah. But um, so they messaged him and they sent him their entire screenplay for Peanut Butter Falcon. Like they wanted to get this done. They wanted to work with Zach Gotts again and, and kind of make this movie happen. And Josh Brolin got and within minutes replied to them and was like all right like let's make it happen he was he was originally going to be in it but he was working on Deadpool 2 so he couldn't be but then after it kind of gained enough steam with his help that they got Dakota Johnson on board they got Shia LaBeouf on board they got a budget to dude they got a they got a pretty stacked cast in this movie like there are a lot of there are a lot of big kind of big (laughs) name like Bruce Dern was in it I mean he had a small role but Bruce Dern was in it yeah. Big fan of Bruce Dern. I've loved the work he's done in the past few years. Oh, and something that I even, I forgot about, um, John Bernthal was in it. 
like very, very, very limited. Very limited. And but he he actually he kind of played an important role. He in, did because his character yeah. gave us a lot of background into Shia LaBeouf's character Tyler, like how he kind of became the way that he is. Right. Um. But yeah, John Bernthal was in it. John Hawks was in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they had a pretty good cast, but. It basically, like the whole thing is just improbable. Like the the fact that this movie even got done in the first place probably shouldn't have happened. But like, just right. such a cool story that they were able to make this make this work out. Oh yeah, and you know, something I think that's something um, you can tell how kind of committed they were to the story, mm-hmm. how important it was to them, purely in the way they they directed it. Yeah, I think. This is one of the best directed movies I've probably seen. Like you said, one of the best movies you've seen. The, easily one of the best directed movies I've seen, even probably even farther back than a year. Mm-hmm. It, every scene felt like they were in so much control of their vision that it almost couldn't have gone wrong. Like the, the pieces were too perfect. The characters were too committed. And the directors had this, this idea that they knew. It, it's almost as if they knew it, it needed to be made. Like yeah, they needed to make well, this and it, story happen, it, and it kind of does. It plays out like a story that needs to be told. Like I think mm-hmm. everybody should see this film. the The message that it brings about, and this is gonna sound like really cheesy and maybe right. kind of cliche, but like the message it gives us about friendship, the message it gives us about um, like finding people that you care about, and mm-hmm. like it's just such a cool thing. And you can see the way that these characters play together on the camera. Right. Like right. the, like these people are genuine friends and right. like Shia LaBeouf and, and Zach Gotsigan, they like, they work so well with each other and oh, man. You, can, you can tell that so they great. don't have to try. Like it just, right. it's so easy for them. Right. And, and I've kind of mentioned before, like they've had, um, I've heard them, I've heard Shia LaBeouf talk about how they're still really close friends still like, really to close. this day. They like, they're just, they really do enjoy each other and, mm-hmm. and it, it shows so well on camera. It like, really does. It's, I, I, I haven't seen chemistry like that between, um, actors in a really long time and it's, yeah. it's refreshing. I think Bruce, Bruce Dern had a line kind of at the very beginning where he said, you know, I, he said like, um, friends are, friends are the family that you choose. I think is what he says. Mm-hmm. Really, early, right before Zach breaks out of the uh, the nursing home, yeah, he said, "You know, friends are the family you choose." And I, that's like that's like the perfect line to set up how this entire movie plays out. It's yeah. just kind of them choosing to become this kind of off the wall, oddball family. Well, and it's because and, they don't have they don't really have any otherwise. Right, they don't have anyone. Like you you no find you find out that Tyler was was real close with his brother. His brother's right. gone now. Right, like now you, his brother's gone. Zach is this is this man with Down syndrome, and he doesn't really have a family. He's living in this assisted living home because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have anywhere else to go. Right, and he he breaks out, and him and Tyler kind of stumble upon each other. Mm-hmm. Tyler's running from this rival like fishing crew. Right. You can kind of tell he doesn't really. He doesn't really care about other people until he meets Zach, and right. like you, you really see, um, you see early on how, how quickly he can kind of develop. Um, he cares for other people, right. and it doesn't. Right. It doesn't show until you finally um, get him on screen with Zach, and mm-hmm. you can tell that it's it's somebody that he really cares about, and you, as much as he might not want to admit it, he wants to put on this. Um, this kind of facade. This kind of, of facade that he's yeah. always in control and that right. he's really stoic and mm-hmm. and focused on his journey. Right. But dude, it just it plays so well. It also it cues you in really early too to why he's kind of so why um Shia LaBeouf's character is so kind of cold and detached. And what I what I love about this movie too is they do a lot of things unsaid. They just kind of give you these quick little flashes of what happened before yeah like to to i think his name's tyler right shia labeouf's character Mm -hmm. well it's good we weren't talking there (laughs) okay shia labeouf's character tyler um you kind of get these these quick scenes with his brother in the past but there's no there's no dialogue they're not fully played out scenes 
Mm-mm. They're just kind of these quick glimpses where you kind of see them interacting. There's no dialogue. And that's one of the, one of the things I love is throughout the movie, there are a lot of scenes in the present that are like that too. There are a lot of scenes where the characters are just kind of interacting or headed somewhere and there's no dialogue. You just, you just see them interacting, but you can still feel the chemistry. You can still see the chemistry unfolding mm-hmm. and there's no dialogue. And that's one of the, I mean, as a, as a creator, as a, as a director or a writer, when you can, when you can create scenes where you don't need dialogue, you can just show people interacting and, and have some, some music playing under. And that was, I want to get, I want to touch on the music here too, you know, in a minute, but when you can just show them doing these things without them having to say something or yeah. explain something or, or, you know, monologue about something, it's such a, I, it's such a huge thing to do. It's such, I, it's a huge accomplishment to be able to say, we're just going to have this scene where they're just walking around and that's it. Yeah. And you go, well, okay, well, don't you, do you think you need dialogue there? No, 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 we don't need it. Yeah. And there, it, that plays out a lot. And I think it, to the film's credit, it works every single time. It works well, and I think part of the reason why it works is because when they choose to go with the dialogue, mm-hmm. um, they they do it so well that you can kind of imagine these scenes where we don't hear them talking. Or the the biggest one that I can think about is when Tyler is teaching Zach how to swim, and mm. it's just a real mm. wide shot of them in the water, and you don't need to hear them talking. You see Tyler kind of mimicking the movements and like. Um, like showing the kicks with his hands or like right, right. mimicking the swimming pattern. And yeah. he's teaching Zach and nothing has to be said, but you no. can imagine based off of the conversations they've had before that, right. based off of the connection that they've, mm-hmm. that bond that they've formed, um, you know that that um, you can, you can kind of just get the sense that they're right. happy doing what well, they're they, doing. And they they're, do. they're doing it for each other. Yeah. Um, because of the way that we've seen it play out with mm-hmm. the dialogue. And it's a dichotomy. Mm-hmm. You have to balance that kind of thing. Right. They, well, they do such a good job of establishing the characters before. We know like we know pretty early on why Zach wants to do what he wants to do. We know early on why Tyler is this kind of cold, detached person. We, we get all this information very, very quick, and we get it in ways that are very um, kind of appealing as a viewer. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not just... We're not given all this exhibition. We're just, we're shown. We're shown these things. We get these quick little moments. We get these kind of like long, Shia LaBeouf has, you know, a lot of longing stares. It's almost like you can you can see the bottled up emotion a lot in him at the beginning of the movie. So then when you do get to those scenes where there is no dialogue, you just, you already know, you feel like you know so much about those characters that you can fill in the gaps yourself. Yeah. It, there are so many pure, like truly pure forms of showing, not telling in this movie. Yeah. Right. And even when people are talking in this movie, most of it is, is still, it's, it's character building without the character telling you who they are. You pick up so many things just in a conversation. Like the first conversation that, um, Dakota Fanning and Shia LaBeouf have on the boat where he's talking about, you know, he's like, why do you, why do you, Dakota Fanning? Dakota, sorry, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Try again. I'm sorry, Dakota Johnson <laughs> as Eleanor. When they're when they're talking on the boat for the first time, and he said, you know, why do you call him R-worded? She's like, I've never called him that. Yeah, I've never called him that. And he said, well, you might not call him that, but you make him feel that way. Mm-hmm. You try and control all these things in his life, and you make him feel like he is lesser. Well, and Shia LaBeouf's journey almost <clears throat> becomes like showing Zach that he can do so much more than right. what he's been told that he, he can, can do. He can be he's independent. So, he's so much more than kind of what he's been limited to. And right. he, or than what he, people have told him. Exactly. He yeah. And yeah. he wants to, he wants to show him all of the things basically that he's been missing out on. And he right. has the opportunity early on, mm-hmm. um, Tyler and, and Eleanor kind of cross, cross paths, right. um, In the gas at, at the gas station. And she's asking him if he knows, he knows where this man is and right, all this right. stuff. He chooses not to tell her. And then right. he goes back to, to Zach and he's all excited because he's like, oh, you're an outlaw on the run. And like that was even without Zach there in the moment, mm-hmm. like Shia LaBeouf connected with him and he bonded with him. And that right. like all the little things like that go so far into building that friendship between mm-hmm. right. Tyler and Zach. And throughout the movie, it just grows deeper and stronger. And eventually once, once Eleanor kind of joins in with them, right. Which is just, it just, 
it's by happenstance. Like he, mm-hmm. sh- she gets on the raft with them. And then after that, Tyler tells her it's, uh, it's going to be a couple days. And she's right. like, what? Like she thought they were just like floating across the river. It's about this far on the map. It's, yeah, dude. And how many miles is that? Is your, are your fingers to scale? <laughs> And she, she goes, well, you said about this far. And he goes, nope, that's no, a lot no, you, further you did than it, what you I did said. It. I said about this much. Well, <laughs> but Probably a day. But anyway, like you can kind of see how she gets wrapped into that. Like just right. like how pure their, their intentions are. And mm-hmm. like they just truly, they care about the journey. And, right. and Tyler cares about Zach as a person. And, right. and that's all he cares about. And it's, yeah, it, it plays there's never a, a, a moment where you're like doubting whether or not um, like Tyler is, has good intentions. There's never right. a moment even where you think that Zach might not be like happy with what he's doing. Right. Um, right. And it's, or, or being with who he's with, like that's right. his chosen family. And it's, right. it, it works so well the entire time. There's, oh, yeah. it, it never really goes away and it's, right. it makes you feel good. And I, I think their, their friendship kind of creates a message and that message, you know, the message I, to me was, you know, everyone's going to have limitations. You yeah. Know? Calling someone a word, you know, calling someone with down syndrome, the R word, it's not, you know, it's telling them that you can do something that they can't. That's one of Shia LaBeouf's lines. He said, all you're doing when you do this stuff is, is telling him, what you can do that he can't. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he has a conversation with Zach before, you know, before they meet up with Eleanor where he says, you know, you're not going to, you know, there's some things you can't do. You're not going to be able to do this. You're probably not going to be able to do that, but there, you know, you got to figure out what you can do. You're really like, he talks about him being, you know, you can't something about not being able to be an Olympic swimmer or something like that. Yeah. He's like, you got too much muscle. You're yeah, too, you're and too he always talks about how he's too strong. Yeah. He's he's the strongest person I've ever right. seen. The the message the message becomes, you know, you have to just because you can't do one thing doesn't mean you can't live a full life. Mm-hmm. You you just you have to find what you can do and what makes you happy. Yeah. And for a lot of the time for this in this movie for Tyler and Zach, it's it's creating kind of this brotherhood, this this brotherly bond that they've both been that Zach probably never had. Yeah. And that Tyler has so has missed for so long yeah, because exactly. he had a brother and then lost him. We, and we don't exa- we don't exactly know how mm-hmm. that, how Tyler lost his brother. We, they kind of give you enough to guess. There's some hints. There's some hints. It's, it's like the rest of the movie. They give you enough to fill in the gaps yourself, which is, I, again, it's such a, like, to me, it's like a point of respect when a filmmaker gives me just enough and says, okay, you, Fill this in. We're not going to beat you over the head with all this. We, we, we've given you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. You, you finish the rest. You can, you can complete the sentence. Well, it, it's in your inviting mind. that way for the viewers. It is. Yeah. And I think it's something that's missed a lot in a lot of kind of dramas nowadays is drama where you are actively participating because you're also having to take time to think about why you were shown what you were just shown. Yeah. Right? You, you have to think about, why this flashback played out the way it did, what they're showing you in that, how that, how that connects to the character. Um, and I think that it kind of, it really helps wrap into the message, that message, that, that idea that there are things you can't do, but there are plenty of equally as many, if not more things you can do. But also find out for yourself. Exactly. Don't let, don't let someone else tell you what your limitations are. Right. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. Is, yeah you have to think independently. You well, have and, to be your own and person one of the things, to figure it out. One of the things I love about Tyler in this movie <sighs> is he's always, he's just so honest. Everything he does is honest. Right. right. And, and Zach is the same way. It's, we have two characters who are, whatever they say, it's what they're feeling. Both of them, they right. wear their hearts on their sleeve. Right. And just as much as, as Zach needs Tyler in this movie to kind of show him the things he's been missing mm-hmm. out on, show him right. what he really is capable of. Right. Like I think Tyler needs Zach just as much. And it shows the scene where they're floating on the raft and, and Tyler starts to cry and Zach kind of consoles him. And, and he gives this journey with Zach gives Tyler. He, we, he never really has a destination. We know he's going to Florida. Right. He's basically just trying to leave. He's trying to get out. To get out. And yeah. and so this journey in and of itself becomes his purpose 
throughout the film. And right, then, right. And on that same scene, going back to kind of how we don't need the dialogue to show the bond that they have mm-hmm. when they they just start kind of randomly like smacking each other in the face. Oh, and yeah. Like, it goes on for a couple minutes. It's, They're just being super yeah. weird and just like oh, yeah. having fun. Yeah. Just so genuine. And it's like what you would like. It's just something you would do with a brother. Yeah, exactly. Know? And just, and I think it plays off. I think part of the reason that makes it work so well is, and I, I kind of talked about this already before, but like their friendship off the screen, we know that Shia LaBeouf was going through a lot of hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. he was kind of at this low point in his mm-hmm. life kind of during the filming of this, or as far as we can tell him, not everything they do is in the public eye. And that's right. A good thing, but right. we know he was, he was going through some rough patches mm-hmm. and it seems like this movie and, and Zach Gotsigan kind of kept him together. Kind of right. Right. Became Zach Gotsigan was the reason for this movie. Right. It was an opportunity yeah. I mean, for him, an opportunity to show what he had been wanting to show for so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, Man, I just I I really can't get over how well how well these two characters worked on screen. How much how much character development we saw over the course of such a short movie I know, too. It was only an hour and 36 minutes. And I haven't I haven't seen a movie in a long long time able to um show us that kind of character growth. I mean, it um, gave us in such a short time. I mean, it, it gave it, us it's like, incredible. It gave us like television seasons worth of yeah. character development in an hour and a half and yeah, kind of like what I like dramas. It's hard to find a drama these days that really, really nails that. Dude, that scene you're talking about, like Zach says, "I'll give you all my birthday wishes this year." Yeah, and Tyler starts crying. Yeah, and he just cons- he just puts his arm around his shoulder. Man, there are so many, so many moments like that. that Dude, just- and that that too, that line <sighs> about the the birthday wishes and the birthday party, like it shows mm-hmm. how caring and genuine Zach's character is like when somebody does something that he likes, right. He invites them to his birthday party. You're invited to my birthday exactly. party. Or he asks just like a random group of people if they want to come to his birthday party. And <laughs> you want to come and, to my birthday party? And that was like, that was after Tyler had already decided he was just going to like done. leave him there. Right. Right. And it's pretty early on. And Zach just walks up randomly and asks these people if they want to go to his birthday party. And then party. later he uses it. With someone he doesn't like, he says, "You're not invited you're to my no, birthday you party." You are not. In- but it's just it's, oh, in the it's wrestling just, scene. It's just so pure and like, on top of that too, it's just from a pure storytelling perspective. Right. Zach was able to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. The whole right. his whole goal was to go to wrestling school. Right. And they go find his his idol wrestler and. They mm-hmm. find out he's just a normal guy still, but in the end, he still gets to learn how to wrestle. He becomes right. a professional wrestler, and the normal guy comes through for him too. Exactly. Yes. It's, a, it's just a, it's such a great because beat. because you you expect to be let down, and you are for a second, and mm-hmm. so are the characters. But right, right. but this normal guy who used to be a star wrestler, mm-hmm. he comes through. Like there's good people. It's like his in the story, and that's so refreshing yeah. because it. It didn't. It never felt forced. Like they were showing right. just <clears throat> true like acts of goodwill and right right. and it kind of it gave a lot of hope and humanity to the story Mm -hmm. yeah um where sometimes that kind of thing can can they can try a little too hard to show like good deeds right and and people doing the right thing Mm -hmm. it doesn't always feel natural and this one felt completely natural yeah um i touched on this uh before about the directors feeling like they were really they really knew what they wanted and what they were doing i think that that shows in like the cinematography too I think um, some of the some of the shots in this movie are so they're like some of them are are almost stark. Like mm-hmm. some of the sh- some of the wide shots where they're walking in the in the water, like they're waiting in the water after um after Shia LaBeouf shoots holes in the boat, and there's just these huge, huge extra wide shots of them just walking across the water, and there's this huge distance between the two characters, and they're you know sometimes they're interacting, other times they're just you know they're just walking along, but to get this there's just a great mixture of these really long takes and wide shots and really good tight shots and good over the shoulder shots like when they're walking through the cornfield and they're and Zach keeps asking him questions and then that's you know that's when he creates the rule and that's when like yeah. the, you know what's rule number 1 party party he goes no no <laughs> and then eventually he just says we'll work on it and then in the end 
<laughs> he asks them what rule number one is, and they both say party. They and both it's, say party. It's, it's awesome, dude. One and one thing too. Um, one of my favorite parts about that scene that you're that you're mentioning mm-hmm. with when they're wading through the water after they get out of the boat, it really shows to me Tyler's patience with Zach. He kind of mm-hmm. he understands mm-hmm. that that Zach's not. He he needs some more of that um uh like reassurance that Tyler is right. is going to help him out because mm-hmm. that scene kind of shows they get out of the boat and they start walking. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you know, his character he just assumes Zach is gonna follow him. Right. He he starts right. walking. He's like, All right, let's go. Doesn't say anything. Yeah. And and Zach starts following him and they're just it's, walking through the water and then Zach stops him and he goes, Hey, can I come with you? And it was kind of like, well, you already are. Like you guys are both walking together. Right, and you're already here with me. Exactly. And so, so yeah. he stops him to ask. And it's mm-hmm. it it shows like it it really shows the patience that Tyler has in right. and just he's he's a good guy, regardless of yeah. kind of what they've shown right. um before with his, you know, fishing stuff and right, trouble right. he's gotten in. Like he's a caring guy. Well it's it's a great kind of it's a great kind of character development beat for um for Zach's character because you know at the beginning he he's asking all these questions he's kind of he's kind of waiting for him for Tyler to tell him what to do yeah. where they're going why he's not doing this why he's not doing that and you know in that if he brings, can even go with him in the right, first place it, it brings him to a scene where you know where Zach tells he tells Tyler he's like I'm a down syndrome person Tyler goes. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck what you are. Yeah. Let, like, because walk with me or don't. I walk love with that. Me. Yeah, and, and, dude. And so that kind of it sets that up. The kind of you know the the codependence that Zach originally has that he's he's just so used to. Mm-hmm. Right. He wants to escape that, but he doesn't really he doesn't really get the full the full scope of being independent until this whole journey with Tyler. So by the end, he's not asking a bunch of questions or doing stuff. He's, he's swimming. He's swimming. He learns how to swim. He yeah. learns how to do, you know, um, you know, they get to the boat where, when Eleanor finally joins them and she's trying to do all these things. And, and, and Tyler's like, he, he doesn't have to do that. If he didn't want to Yeah, like, stop asking him to do it. If he needs it, Dude, he'll, he'll so say good. It. It's just a good, like, it's a good developmental piece of his character. And that you can you really see, see, and you can see the things that the he's movie. learned and the things that he's caught on to. Mm-hmm. Along the way, right. and and Tyler gives him that freedom. They're trying to decide what to have for dinner. Zach wants fish and peanut butter, so they have fish, right. and, so peanut they have fish and peanut butter. And, exactly. And or or when Eleanor's asking them the stories that they've told, and and Zach tells her that he almost got hit by a boat, and he tells him, he goes, he goes, yeah, we shot a shotgun, and and Zach goes, it was buckshot, and like that was just little cues that he picked up on along the way. Right. And right. It was. Dude, um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. There was one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, well, while you think about it, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the musical. Yeah, bit. yeah, let's get on that because um, there's a lot of uh, like folk inspiration in the music. You know, mm-hmm. the um, the kind of the banjo style, the guitars. It's very. Um, it feels very much like how a, a a Tom Sawyer or a Huck Finn story, how that music would be. Well, and it fits it's the kind of, setting. It fits the well. setting. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're we're in the the southeast in North Carolina, and they're you know on a journey, and it's just there's uh, it, it creates a really good beat in the movie. It 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 doesn't I don't think add anything subtextually. It just kind of helps. Yeah, it, it kind not. of helps build the environment. It's kind of the music acts here kind of as an environmental piece of the film. It it's more kind of um getting you into the setting as opposed to kind of taking you w- with the narrative or or um acting as its own character. It it kind of it kind of becomes the setting. And that's one thing I really love. I think the music fit really well with the directing and the cinematography because the cinematography is so much about kind of showing you this vast landscape they're going through. And the music, I think, really ties that together. It just, it's another, it's kind of a piece they add in mm-hmm. that really helps kind of make it whole. It, it, the music acts in ways differently than maybe other movies we've talked about so far, you know, in the past couple months. Yeah, and I, I think it all kind of plays together with showing really kind of the, the idea of this never-ending journey mm-hmm. ahead of them. Right. And and that, like, the the camera shots that you're talking about, too, 
it all kind of plays into this because this this movie was never about the destination. Right. And no. after after the first really mention of it, we don't even hear about where they're headed until the right. very end. Right. The whole thing is just the journey and they don't have to really stop to tell us that. Mm-hmm. We just kind of get roped into what we're watching. Yeah. And it all plays into that getting to so the, well. Getting to the destination is like the cherry on top. Yeah. Of the end. You know, it kind of it wraps up you you don't really necessarily need that part, but it's good to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so wrapped up in the journey that the destination kind of falls by the wayside. So when you get to the destination, it's great, but you don't really care because you're just interested in, in the, the characters interact. You're just interested in how these characters are going to continue to build their relationships with each other. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta mention this. The, the baptism scene mm-hmm. with the blind man. Yeah, I don't know what it was about that scene, but it felt so like when he's wading waist deep in the water, and he's you know giving the speech about being baptized, and and I don't know, he's just he's just kind of doing this eloquent monologue, mm-hmm. and it's just this blind guy with the sun shining on him, shining on him in the in a creek or the river, I, wherever yeah, it was in this, in this dirty water, dirty and, water, yeah, you know, telling him he's going to help them because he's you know he's got a giving spirit. I don't know why, but that scene was just felt so serene. Mm-hmm. It it felt that was like almost the most, the only like surreal part of the film. It was spiritual. It, yeah, it was. It, it really was. It was the, the only way, I, like, I think you could describe it is it's just a very serene, spiritual little just little note in the movie and it it doesn't it's only you know three or four minutes of the movie, well, but it, it's so impactful. And it's how it's how they. It's how they presented it too. When you when they first are outside this guy's house, mm-hmm. first of all, they don't know that he's blind, and we don't know that until he comes looking for them because they're, you know, getting into his boat and the scraps that he has on his yard. Right, right. But after he shoots at them and misses, he asks them, "Are you God fearing? You God fearing? Right, right." And and Tyler says yes, like without hesitation, because right. the first time he's kind of hesitating to answer his questions, and he asks him, right. "Are you God fearing?" Mm-hmm. And then the same thing when Dakota Johnson's yes, character yes. comes around. Uh-huh. She's at the door and he goes, are you God-fearing? And, right. and the way that it leads up to that baptism scene and even mm-hmm. Tyler saying, I prefer baptism by fire right. when they're talking about that. The whole thing, dude, it just worked It worked brilliant. so well. It was just kind of this little offshoot moment, like yeah. kind of a... Like kind of a, a side story away from the main path, but it just it felt so important. Yeah, the whole thing, and it was a pretty you know it was a pretty simple scene. Not not much. I mean, they got Mm-mm. baptized. That's it. Yeah, and baptism is a big deal, but like it just it's not complicated. Some, sometimes cutaways like that feel so jarring, like they kind of take you out of the movie of mm-hmm. the main storyline. But that little side story was so integral i think to the to the way the rest of the film played out well and it kind of just gives you the idea of these two guys mm-hmm. these two brothers by the end of it right that are just going on this journey and mm-hmm. like taking it as it comes they're right. just they're along for the ride like, but they're also learning so much along the way about right. themselves and about the right. world and about people in general it's a great like bonding moment yeah. for them right and it kind of it, again it kind of opens you up into the the world that they're in yeah right the place that where where they are this you know the 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 kind of the setting that this whole thing takes place in that that moment kind of cues you in a little more mm-hmm. right it it does a lot not just for the story but for the kind of the the setup as well kind of the visual setup so and man the way that scene was shot was it just mm, i uh, loved it unfortunately gus we have to do this part okay uh, i want to talk about the stuff that we didn't like cuz okay. there, there was a few things that I didn't like. Okay. There, there was like two main things. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll just tell you what they were. You can give me your thoughts and we'll kind of see okay. what you have to say yeah. from there. The first one, and this is very nitpicky. Mm-hmm. I kind of hated what they did with like the unrealistic physics of this. Okay. Oh, of like the. When they're doing the wrestling scene at the end and Zach lifts up this mountain of a man over his head and. Mm-hmm. It's very clearly fake, and I get what they were going for because he's doing his favorite wrestling move, and they've right. talked all all day about how he has this like super strength and all right. that stuff. Right. So it was cool, but it did not look good at all. Just visually, yeah, it looked so fake. Well, and then um, that kind of re- reminded me of earlier in the film too, with the 
Um, the whole shotgun scene when they're out there shooting at the right and he falls back the, it's it's his first time yeah and it he shoots the shotgun and it kicks him back like right. 10 feet it's, i know it's played out for laughs right. but of course it's unrealistic and ever everything else in the movie is so real and so genuine it's just right. that those little things just it makes them stand out so mm -hmm. much more when yeah. the rest of it was so believable yeah they play into the realism so so well throughout the movie and then yeah like the, the scene obviously yeah it, it's funny that he flies back but it kind of, yeah, it takes you out just for a second. You're just like, yeah. oh, that, okay. I mean, that obviously wouldn't happen in real life, but it's still kind of funny. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, um, like when he's holding the guy over his head, if instead of showing him actually holding him up, if they just have, like, the tight shot on his face, that looks okay. Yeah. And then the worst part, though, the part that really got me was when he actually throws him. Uh -huh. He throws him, and it just kind of, like, he kind of goes up. Yeah, even even air. those more absurd moments, there's ways to make them a little bit more a little, believable. A that little less absurd. That might not stick out so right. much. So those are that that was kind of a nitpicky moment. Uh, the the really the only the only big negative I had was the end, and I don't think like I liked the final scene. I liked I like kind of you know where it where it ended the film. You mm -hmm. know it 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 ended with the journey coming to an end. You know, we don't spend time in the destination at all. We get to the destination and then the movie ends. That's yeah. a, it's a good place because it, it keeps the focus, like we said, like we've talked about, it keeps it on the journey itself. Well, and it shows you it shows you that there's more to come. There's, right. It they're not done yet. It's not the end. It's just it's just it's just the end of one part. Yeah. One leg of the journey is done. Um, I, I also one thing I didn't like about the final scene was the kind of fake out of not knowing whether or not Shia LaBeouf's character, whether or not Tyler's alive. Mm -hmm. It just kind of felt almost cheap. Like, yeah. Like, like just, just be straight. Well, be and straight especially the amount of respect that they paid to the audience throughout, right, throughout, throughout the film the and to the characters. And also the, like the moments in the hospital are really, really good. There's a lot of mm -hmm. tension there, a lot of emotional kind of back and forth, not really sure what's going on. You know, there's no, there's not much dialogue in the hospital. There's not any dialogue in the couple of scenes that um, Eleanor and Zach are in the hospital. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it's Eleanor kind of standing, waiting for news from a doctor and Zach just sitting in a chair by himself. Mm -hmm. And the, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of emotional resonance in there. And then we get a, a great cutaway to Zach and Tyler working on their handshake. Yeah. And Tyler going, let's, let's start here. Right. He's saying, let's yeah. instead of doing this, let's do this. And it's just a kind of a just a, a quick moment that, you know, like it, it obviously feels like a real moment. You know, that happened that, that you know, is a scene they didn't show us earlier and is a great little a great, uh, great spot for that moment. Right. Well, and I kind I kind of like that they showed us something that we hadn't seen before, because right. too often with those kind of montages and stuff. Mm hmm. They're just rehashing stuff that we already knew. Right. And and right. it was never that. No, no. Um, so I, I loved those moments. But then to just kind of cut to the end, mm -hmm. you know, with Tyler in the backseat, it, it just it felt like there was like 10 to 15 minutes of the journey left. Yeah. That we didn't get to see because, you, you know, you mentioned you like it, it seemed like they broke him out. Yeah, when like, you, when you look at that that last shot when we finally see Tyler mm -hmm. um, in the back of the car and right. he's he's clearly not recovered from his time in the hospital. No. He might still be wearing a hospital gown. I he's got go these bandages look. on, and and Zach just kind of wakes him up. And what we see is Tyler reach up his hand like for a high five. And I thought we were past this, at Gus. I know. I thought we were better than that. You know what? We are better than that. My phone was on silent. Obviously don't, not. Don't you know how alarms work? Yeah. Okay. Well, Regardless, anyway. yeah. it, it seemed like there was part of the story that they had just cut out. We could, yeah. They showed us that the whole final scene took maybe three or four minutes. It was not long at all. Right. And it was something that I would have been fine with them showing us 10 to 15 minutes, how they got right. there, showing them leaving the hospital, however that was. Right. Showing right. them how they kind of made it to right. their final destination and what got them to that point. Because you can't, based off of what we had seen and the adventure that they've been on up to that point, you can't just assume that there was nothing important that happened and nothing worth telling and nothing right. worth showing us. Because right. there had to have been. The final, scene is, the final scene is a great final scene. It's just, 
it's not great because it makes you want those missing 15 yeah. minutes that we didn't get. It makes you it makes you want to experience that part and then get to that scene. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they just had that kind of 10 minute window of just emptiness. Like we can maybe it, it, the problem is the problem is is we can't fill in the blanks because there's not yeah. there's like the movie was so good for the first hour and a half of kind of of just giving of, us what we needed. Right, of giving yeah. us enough to fill in the blanks. And then then in that moment it just felt like we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. We didn't we we didn't get any of it, but we also didn't get enough to fill in the blanks and kind of finish that part yeah. ourselves. But dude, I mean I loved I loved the ending though. With all that being said, yeah. they maybe they left up they left a little to be desired leading up to the very right, end, but right. they ended it perfectly. Um, if that's, I mean, if that's the biggest negative, like the biggest criticism I can give it, I feel like it, you know, that's not a huge, yeah, not a huge thing. It did not take away from my, um, my experience at all. Yeah. I mean, I had just as good a time. I would, I would have just as good a time watching it another time as I did this time. Yeah. I'd watch, this is one that I would want to recommend to all my family and friends. And it was it's been a long time since a movie just had me basically smiling the entire time. Yes. Grinning from ear to ear. Like yeah. I said, my smile was so big at points. You could literally slap it off. my yeah. face. Um, grade wise. I, I try not to do this a lot, but I want to, I want to give it an A plus. It's an A plus. It yeah. has to be. It kind of has to be. I think it's just so just, man. I wouldn't just, even, I wouldn't even let you justify anything lower than an A. It would be. It ha- it's it's an A or it's an A plus, and if you think it's worse, then you're wrong. Hearing someone try and give it a B or a B plus would make me very sad because I wouldn't. It would just be confusing to me. There's just so many. There's so many things to love about this movie. Yeah, and I'm it, really glad we picked it. I'm really glad it's the one we chose. Yeah, one of, one of my favorites. Like I said, in a very long time. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I was blown away. Me too, man. All right. All right. Well, that's the review. That's it. Um, be sure to, if you listen to this point, which hopefully, hopefully there was have. a couple, um, be sure to check out the rest of our podcasts. Um, this will be six or seven, depending on how we post it. Right, um, right. But check us out on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, pretty much wherever you can find mm-hmm. podcasts. Leave us some reviews. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We'd love to get some five stars if we can. But just let us know what you thought of the movie, what you think of our work so far. Boom. That's it. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Running for your life. Shia LaBeouf.